Welcome to the Bridging the Generation Podcast. I am your host, Malak Ari, and today I got another special guest. But look, before we can get started, let's go ahead and smash that like button. Please subscribe, please share, comment down below. Let's get this engagement up. It is very, very important for this YouTube algorithm, and I would definitely appreciate that. And I'm gonna give you guys a second to go ahead and knock that out right now. All right, let's go, let's go, let's get into it again. I'm your host, Malak Ari. And you are watching Bridging, Gener- Bridging the Generation Podcast. Now today, I have one of my favorite MCs out of the DMV area. This brother is one-third member of one of my favorite groups in the hip-hop, especially out of the DMV area. And I'm talking about the super group Diamond District. He uh, came in the game working with uh, guys like Kenny Burns and on his first uh, two projects. Um, he's uh, collaborated with artists such as Wale, UCB, Odyssey, Amy the Pro, I mean, the list goes on. Another thing I love about this brother is he's he has been able to carve out his own niche in this lane of hip-hop, staying relevant, and he's fresh off his newly released project, Culture Over Corporate 3, which is out right now, available on all streaming platforms. Before that said, let's introduce to the Bridging the Generation podcast, the one, the only, Uptown XO. Let's go. Generation Podcast. I am your host, Malak Arif, and today I have another hip-hop legend in my eyes, man. This brother has been putting it down in the game for 15-plus years, one-third of Supergroup, uh, Diamond District. I'm talking about the one, the only, Uptown's finest, Mr. Uptown XO. What's going on, brother? What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Nah, man, I'm cool. I'm cooling, man. It's great to have you on, man. Great to have you on, brother. Glad to be here. I see you got one of them things uh, uh, lit up, man. <laughs> hey, we uh, in the city, man. It's now I know this, man. Like I moved back home, man. It's like we got dispensaries everywhere, man. A lot has changed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't um I don't subscribe to the dispensaries, but uh, yeah, a lot has changed. Okay, we gonna get into all that. We gonna get into all that, man. <laughs> Okay, so first of all, man, I, w- I would like to ask, man, how have you been maintaining, man, you know, with this entire pandemic? How have you been able to, uh, you know, persevere, man? It's been a, a crazy time, man, but you here you are um, releasing a new project. We'll get into that. We're going to get into that. But I want to I want to know how have you been persevering during this entire uh, time, brother? I've been good. I've been persevering good, man. Um, I'm blessed. You said you black, <laughs> okay, all right, all right, man, because you know it's, 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 you know, a lot of artists, man, a lot of artists been been, been hit hard, a lot of them been struggling, man, and, and and I understand, I'm not knocking anybody that haven't been able to, uh, you know, maintain whatever momentum they have, man, but one thing about you, man, I don't know how you move, but it seemed like whatever team you got behind you, man, you got, you, you, you uh, you're finding ways to be relevant, man, you continue to find new ways to reinvent yourself 
and new ways to be uh to 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 be relevant man so talk about that a little bit man come on talk your shit man <laughs> yeah um man i guess fuck I all that humility man come on talk your shit man i've been listening to this catalog for the past three days man brother yeah. we about to go in man talk your shit man come on <laughs> shit yeah <laughs> don't have me hey don't have, see you got me dropping the light and shit man don't have me don't have me go ahead and and, and you know carry this motherfucker man shit <laughs> i'm just fucking with you man but now nah, go ahead man talk a little bit about that though um i mean like it's just me and like two of my homies and we just strategize together and um you know a lot of these things was like uh premeditated years prior what and you mean break that down everybody's just seeing the rollout basically like the strategy uh with the culture of a corporate but mm -hmm. like do something like a clothing line so a lot of these things was like prepared a year before and then we made the rollout like okay this is fall 2000 yeah. 20 with culture over corporate i mean uh winter the winter collection or the winter line right 2020 with uh culture over corporate and then we came with uh the the, the cab brown joint which was mm. like uh, in the middle of the year what was that april so that was like the spring collection you know what i'm saying and now this is the summer collection we dropped in the summer you know what i'm saying so look so so come on we i, I was gonna save this to later but shit, since we just we diving right in it man um you know, like I said, you recently just started the, the, the culture of a corporate, uh, you know, this movement, man. So, again, how did you come about that? And, you know, what was the like the inspiration behind it? Um, It was a collective. A couple of my homies was like, yo, you need to um, like get back doing uh, 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 your thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess 2017 after the Elu wave. Mm -hmm. Me and my brother Liam Blau, who uh produced the Color de Grey, mm -hmm. we, uh, we formed a group called Elu. Everybody ain't like us. Right. Everybody like you, you know what I'm saying? And um just to have something to brand, you know, it's it like and and, and and give something to the people um more than just music. Right. Like my first uh my first try at that, and it went very well, like getting a whole new demographic even with the new sound. Mm-hmm. That, that that we was experimenting with. And then um basically uh after the meeting with the homies, I was like, I need to just do that for myself too. You know what I'm saying? And um came up with the culture of a corporate brand. And it's like another brand that like it's it's it's, it's about empowerment, just like the Elu brand. Mm -hmm. Like us, everybody ain't like you. So that's mm -hmm. individualistic empowerment. But now culture of a corporate is like community empowerment. It's like you know, everything um you're gonna see me and there's always gonna be a local brand i'm always gonna be patron i noticed that i noticed that yeah you know what i'm saying it's like i'm just supporting us so that's like the culture of a corporate mentality you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and i'll promote them a mentality through the music since um it's like we we've been unconsciously um you know what i mean unconsciously though mm. No, no, no. That's what's up, man. That's a, that's what's up. Like I said, man, I love the movement. I've been following you, like I said, man, since 2009, 2010. Yeah. So I, I've seen the growth, man. And when I see brother from my city, man, continue to, uh, you know, 
build that move that uh momentum because you know coming from here man it's not as easy as i would say like from other areas man this region has a it's it's a it's a crab and a barrel mentality i hate to say that i don't want to you know hop on that too long so when i see brothers like you man you know um you know pushing through man that's something that's that's something that you know someone such as myself man who's a fan of the culture i gotta applaud that brother thank you bro i appreciate that man for real no no doubt no doubt so look you know the country opening up man are you ready to get back to performing you know definitely i got some shows coming up Mm -hmm. that we're gonna announce soon yeah but um yeah we 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 uh we had a momentum going before the pandemic hit and we just had to stop it but you know we just doing with the merch and stuff like that and um with the clothes and just just keeping the movement going you know what i mean uh, yeah that shit came out of nowhere man i remember the first time you know i seen i think i seen something on hip-hop dx and i'm like oh shit so i checked it out i was like okay it's an ep but it's fire though it's like it's it's you know you one thing about eps man because i'm not like a long album i don't like albums to be like 15 16 songs man so when you released that those those five or six songs i was like this is something that's easily digestible and it also leaves you really no room for error and it was and and this was also something that was different than what i've normally been accustomed uh to receiving from you because you normally release four lift projects man so you know what was the um you know what what was the intention was was that the intention just you know talk Um, about that a little bit culture over corporate just making sure that it's like all right um visually you gonna when you see me visually i'm representing and when you hear me you gonna see me you gonna hear me representing as well you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so that's why you see um odyssey kev brown drew dave like um producer pioneers from, yeah. from the area you know what i'm saying that um no doubt, no doubt. Be more light shed on them you know what i mean versus like uh um I guess the people that everybody know already, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, uh, cause this is the, the, the type of music that I make and the type of music that we make. It's like different from all of the other, uh, types of music. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Like, you know, you we got the trap shit. That's most popular. You know what I mean? Oh, but, we gonna talk about that. We gonna, we gonna talk about that. <laughs> and it's like the corporation, they, 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 they popularize things. Um, which some of the things that they popularize end up having a negative connotation. So mm-hmm. I'm just coming with on, on the opposite side of the spectrum and coming with some positivity, you know what I'm saying? And still some street grittiness that they can relate to because, you know, we, we from the gutter. So I got to represent for the hood. No doubt. But I want to, I want to throw some, some intelligence in there. You know what I'm saying? To make it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Nah, no doubt. No doubt, man. So look, we about to go back, man. I want, I want to really talk about your story. Cause it's a very, interesting story and um you know i don't feel like it has been light has been shed on it the way i feel uh it it, it deserved to be you know as far as like you know let's really going into this brother's uh catalog and his, his 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 background so let's start man you got the name uptown xo man talk about that what is that uh you know to the fans who's not privy to who uptown xo is uh talk about uh the name and you know how did that originate how did that come about um well, when I was young, um, my nickname was X because um, I got kept a bald head and shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm BMX shit, like real rough and rugged job, like, you know what I'm saying? So my <laughs> X. And um, then that, that ended up like being my nickname. And then 
one of my homies was like, Yo, you should call yourself BX or little like coming up with acronyms to give myself a name. He was like, nigga, you gotta have your own like identity and shit. You right. can't be like a, a nigga, you know, rest in peace, DMX, but you can't yeah. be like so mm. came up with the acronym XO unknown origin. Um because it's like the unpredictability factor. You know what I'm saying? I don't never want to be predictable. I don't want people to know where I'm coming from. You know what I'm saying? No, no. You know, even in fighting, when you're doing that, uh -huh. you that unpredictable blow, that's mm. your out punch. You know what I'm saying? Got you. I, 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 I want to keep that mindset when I'm attacking something. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When I'm attacking a beat, I'm trying to keep that mindset. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so look, so look, let's go back, man. Again, like, when did your interest, uh, you know, in hip hop begin? Because you know, coming from DC, man, you know, let's be honest, man, and a lot of people may not know this, like, um, hip hop when we were younger. I know I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little bit older than you, but I'm pretty sure you remember, like, hip hop in DC wasn't as big as it was in other regions. So, when did you get into it, and um, you know, how did you go about uh, settling? As far as like you know, developing your own signature style because you got a very, a very fluid, a very transparent style, man, a very unique style. So, so talk about that, man. Um, I first got influenced um, doing music. I guess early teens. One of my barbers was working for like Priority Records, and um, he he even like propositioned propositioned us to rap, and that was like my first. Like try at it. Then uh, later on, uh, uh, I was in high school. And, uh, I was writing and uh, like you know, still writing. I guess from that inspiration. And then like no later, later, um, I had uh, cafeteria duty. Um, and the only guys that'll be the last ones leaving of the cafeteria will always be like these rappers. And they was in a cipher. Right. They be trying to finish up their cipher before, like, <laughs> you really, really got to go. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, right, right. They trying to finish up the cipher. The beats, somebody still beatboxing. I'm, I'm picking up trash from people's tables and shit. I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit. So I just jumped in the cipher one day and met those dudes that actually was doing that and got with them. Thank mm. you, that I met. Uh, Dosi Capone, that you know what I'm saying? Which now, I, now, now, do, do, uh, aren't you guys cousins or related? Well, that's what we used to call, you know what I mean? That's what we used to call it, but not in real life, not, 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 oh, okay. just call, call each other that, you know what I mean? That's still okay. like family, though, you know family. what I mean? Go ahead, go ahead, look out for each other like family, so we, you know, just roll with that. Mm -hmm. That's more like a brother, you know what I mean? No doubt. I, mean, I was just talking to him uh, a couple of, a matter of fact, maybe two days ago, man. And I was like, man, when you guys collab, man, shit, man. Magic, it's, man. It's, it's magic, brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh huh. Uh huh. Those uh, definitely more, more like a brother. You know what I mean? But we just call each other cuz, because that's like how much love we got for each other. You know what I mean? That's my nigga. Oh, but, um, yeah. uh, <clears throat> so, like, um, though wasn't even rapping. He wasn't even known for rapping back then. He was known for like making clothes. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know he was rapping until after. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I met back up with him again uh, in the neighborhood we was living at called Spring Hill Lake. You know what I mean? But um, uh, taking it back though to Lowell High School, um, 
uh, I remember uh, just getting with them dudes. And then when I moved, because I got kicked out of law, that was like the first, like. Oh, you went to, you went to uh, law? Yeah, I went to law high school. That's like okay. the first move to when I like moved out the city or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, because my mother wanted better for me. I wasn't doing good. I was too popular. And it's like the more popular, <laughs> the worse I was doing in school. Yeah. You know? yeah. I went from Alice Dale to Lowell High School. And, um, uh, Man, you was over there by, uh, by Wilson. Exactly. I went to school <laughs> over there. And, uh, and then went to law, then got kicked out of law, then went to Roosevelt and, and Greenbelt. So then Doe moved yeah. over. And so after, after I graduated high school, yeah. I linked up, linked up with him. We started hitting up open mics and stuff like that. And um, that's what's up. But I was still keeping in contact with the old crew from my law, and I used to get beats from them. And I put uh -huh. a karaoke machine and started like making my own, recording myself on the karaoke machine with two tapes, making my own. I would get the beats from my mind, and then the, this I put the beats in the CD player, and then I would record it on tape. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So. I had my own tapes back in the day. So let me talk about this. So like, yeah. when did this confidence come? When did you really start to take this shit seriously? Like, you know what? You know what? I'm I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go all the way in, man. This is something that I'm really good at. You know, did this confidence come within? Or did this did this confidence come from your peers? How how, how was, uh, how did that play out? It's years being in the, in, in the lyrical gym, man. Like I said, when I met those guys, man, they was battling and, yeah. So we used to just do that all the time. You know, we battle. Sometimes we fought after the battle and all <laughs> that type of serious thing. And then that yeah. really helped, propelled me um, as a lyricist for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah. Better, better, better. And they would tell me. So it was from my peers. And then from the things that I was doing and the recognition I was getting, especially at uh, Roosevelt. Um, cause at Roosevelt, it was like, I was kind of established. And then, then I got with another crew, uh, called Hoodlum. They was mm. rocking. And those are the guys that I, that I was, that crew is where I was going into the city down U street at, at the open mics when I we was like, man, I remember, I remember seeing you when I came, uh, that was around the first times I remember seeing you. This is maybe like around 2005. And you had the short haircut. <laughs> you were skinny as shit, man. <laughs> it's like oh four or five, man. I was just getting out of the military, man. And I, I said, oh, you know, when you when you guys drop, uh, you know, the first Diamond District project, because that's when I got hit. I had to go back to your catalog before it. I was like, oh shit, that's my man from U Street. And I don't know if you was going by that same name. I think you was going by another name at that time, if I'm not mistaken. No, I think so. Okay, it's XO. Okay, all right. Uptown XO. So then when up uh, XO, I came over XO, and then like all these other XOs start popping yeah. out of nowhere. People from Canada and coast. <laughs> so the Uptown was just to make the uh, distinction. You know what I'm saying? Excuse me. No doubt. No doubt. So look, a lot of people may not know this, man, but um, you know, you gotta you your 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 background and your family background and music is very interesting. So. Let's talk about this, man. You're like, you got a grandfather that managed the session group, the Young Senators. Folks who may not know the Young Senators, the Young Senators was like a huge uh, session vo uh, uh, session uh, um, instrumentalist group. They backed up Eddie Kendricks. They backed up a lot of uh, artists that came through D.C. 
Uh, your pops is a jazz drummer who once played with the legendary Gil Scott Heron. And your mom's played the saxophone here in D.C., studied uh, saxophone here at Howard University. So talk about that. And and and, uh, she performed with the Washington. Well, can we say that name? The, The Washington football team. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, Washington football team all day, all day. So, look, talk about that, man. Like, how have those um, influences, man, like, shape your career, man, and shape, like, you know, have they have that been, like, an inspiration to you as far as, like, you know, really uh, pushing this thing forward, man? Yeah, definitely, man. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, being around all that, I soaked up all that game and, and – and, um, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Tom. Let's go a little in depth, man, because those are heavy hitters, man. We talk about Gil Scott Heron. We yeah. talk about the young sentences, man. Like, I could only imagine just take just just being influenced just by one of those entities, man, as far as like your relatives, man, is enough to have anybody who's into music, man, to really want to like follow through. But here you are, you, you know, grandpa your pops and your mom. So, yeah. you know, when you, th- when, when I think about that, man, I don't want to say you have an edge on a lot of people, man, but I listen to your music. I'm like, okay, I see where the soul comes from, man. I see where a lot of, you know, uh, uh, the lyricism, I see where a, a lot of the content comes from, man. And I, I yeah. really feel that more people should notice about you, man, because when I listen to these projects, I'm going to be honest. And this ain't no dick riding or nothing like that. Okay. And I hate to even I hate to even say that term, but I'm I'm being realistic. You can put these projects up against the best guys in this particular lane. Yeah. Kendrick. There's no there's no duds, man. There's no duds, man. So so talk about that, man. Like just seeing, you know, like that's crazy, man. Like a lot of people n- didn't know that. I'm just I just found this stuff out like last month. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I mean that's a good thing, man. Because <laughs> the the old stuff is is, is still new. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Like yeah. uh, I remember doing shows with Kendrick, doing shows with J Cole. J Cole coming up to me, introducing his man to me, like, yeah, this EXO is the hottest nigga out the city, man. Mm. So they know Odyssey and J Cole and this stuff with uh, I mean uh, J Cole and Kendrick and this stuff with Odyssey and all that right. stuff. No, oh. nah. I, I, I've seen, I, like I said, man. Um, I remember. I think it was maybe like six, seven years ago, man. I think I remember seeing you with Kendrick, seeing you with Nipsey. Definitely. You know. Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. man. What What was that? How How did you end up meeting those guys, man? You know, was that Was that here in the city, or was that over on the West Coast? Um, that was man. I make. Um, I did a show with Kendrick here in the city, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, we linked up with New York at the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival, and then with uh, J. Cole, some of his first shows I was on with Wale, because, you know, I used to work with Wale, um, like, right after high school. So that was, like, 05 when, around the time I met you, I was working with Wale, too. Right mm. the time, you know what I'm saying? So if you remember, he was buzzing crazy back then. So really through Wale, um, I met J. Cole early, way early. Okay. 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 My dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. So look, look, let's let's fast forward a little bit, man. We'll keep it moving. So I remember in 2000, like 2009, 2010, yeah. you linked up with like the legendary, you know, local 
hero, man, entertainment industry executive, the one, the only Mr. Kenny Burns, man. And, you know, he A&R'd them first two projects. Now, to my uh, to my knowledge, those are the first two projects that I know of, of you know, one, 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 ten, and Monumental. I don't know if you had any music before then. I so, so yeah, man. So, so, you know, hold on, hold on. Time out. You said you did. Yeah, you got to tap in. It's on my band camp, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to put them jokes out. Right? Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying, man. So, I like, I, I know a lot of your co your catalog, but I go back to 110. I go back to, like I said, I'm going to be honest. I ain't going to cap on here. I go yeah. back to, like, 2009. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, so fill me in, man, and let me know what I need to, you know, to catch up on. Because I thought anything from 2009 on up, I've heard it at least about three or four times. Everything. Okay. You know, so so let's look look let's talk about that man. Uh, you know you linked that with Kenny Burns. Yeah. So what was that experience like working with the OG and talk about the um you know like the vision early on? Um well, I was buzzing and um, Wale introduced me to a producer that they was working with um, on Studio Forty Three. The label Burns mm -hmm. uh, had going at that time. His name was Judah. So mm -hmm. I go over there with Wale one day and um. He was doing the song ride in that black jump looking for some action. Mm, I remember that. And um that's when I met Judah. Then I ended up doing a pro a whole project with Judah, actually. Okay. And this XO right here with the YP, mm. that nigga, you know what I'm saying? While they chanting mm -hmm. black um back in the day. Mm -hmm. And um me and Judah did the project and uh that dream was buzzing, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, Judah told me to come to this party with him, and that's when I met uh, Kenny Burns and I met AB. You know what I'm saying? So I met Kenny Burns and met AB, but then AB was like, you know, more accessible and more like around like my age group. And he was around, he was outside, and I had the open mic. I had the open mic that I started at that around that same time. Gotcha. I was throwing parties fresh out of high school too with mad power units so i was in a club every night around that time too you know what i'm saying after the open mic we go to the club and promote mm -hmm. and artists we had club love and, and all of the hottest clubs in the city you know what i'm saying now you're taking it back man you taking it back <laughs> h3 lounge all that yeah. you know what i'm saying so we, we had a we had like three parties going so um uh i remember um me soaking up the game from that and and and, and run around with Wale and um uh, uh I got the opportunity to um uh 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 where Bar None was where Bar None was I got the opportunity when they got bought out and got renamed in the Pure Lounge I got the opportunity to continue on with the open mic that they had going on uh, mm -hmm. that night which was a Monday night. So he wanted to fill in that Monday night. He was like, X, I know you could do this because I already seen you in the streets with the WAP. So I thought that open mic and I had that going. And um, yeah, man, um, uh, was putting out projects at the same time. So I ended up doing like my album release party for Timeless Day as well. And then I started, okay. like I got AB coming through the open mic, yeah. 43 and everybody still buzzing like early, like, like 2008-ish actually. 2009 so okay um uh me and ab did a record called go hard that was on one of his projects called producers credit mm -hmm. that studio 43 put out um when they was because oh, i know while they used to work out of studio 43 so did y'all like you know 
ever used to, you know, like bounce. Did y'all ever use to cross paths a lot, you know, in the studio? It wasn't when I was there because he had left at that time. You know what I'm saying? He even, I even did a show with Wale and I was his hype man and he was dissing Studio 43 at the show. That's right. Like the way the way Jay Z used to be like a million gone. Yeah. And he used to be like, no more four three, some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So all this, so this is around the time when he was signing with a uh, Interscope. Um, like Mark Ronson. You know okay. Yo, I forgot him. Damn man, I'm getting old, man. I forgot about that that uh that one year or one or two years that he was with uh Mark Ronson, man. Like, shit. Around that time, you know. Yeah. yeah. And um. Uh, 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 yeah. So I was putting out, um, pro I put that, put the project out with Judah and then AB put me on his drink. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, after our report started getting up, uh, go hard and that go hard record went crazy. We shot the yeah. club that I was throwing the parties at. It was a dope video. Mm -hmm. um, and that got Kenny Burns attention. And also like a lot of people was like, yo, XO, the next nigga would be wild. Like who is mm -hmm. the you know what I'm saying? So um Oh, I definitely remember. <laughs> I was I was up in New York making moves with this overline called Rocksmith. Um that I came down, put the whole city on the Rocksmith, man. And uh um if you look at Black Rob, some of his last pictures, he got a Rocksmith hat on. He got that, mm. hat, that hat on. But that was one of the companies I was working with out of New York with my man Benji, who I'm still working with now with uh with my company who uh one of my partners, but um, I know I'm going all over the place and shit. Nah, man. it's cool, cool. Well, come on, but uh, so uh, yeah, that's that's what got Kenny Burns' attention. I was up in New York with Benji, um, coming from Rocksmith, and um, we was headed back home, and I got the call from Kenny Burns, like, man, I'm trying to make it official. We yeah. get back to the city, man. We gonna sit down and make it do what it do, and, and you know, rest is history. And then did Monumental in like 30 days put that drain out and I started traveling with him. Um, and at that same time, we put out the Diamond District drink. So I had the Kenny Burns situation going on and the Diamond yeah. situation going on at the same time. So that's what like. Yeah, yeah, you was moving. Yeah, I got shows coming from over here and I got yeah. shows over there. And, you know, like two different uh, types of music, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it was a lot, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what were some of the things you learned working with Kenny Burns, and do you guys still have a relationship to this day? Definitely, man. I was on the Kenny, Kenny Burns show. Shout out to the Kenny Burns show, V103. Yeah, he down in Atlanta, right? Yeah, out of, out of Atlanta, yeah. And, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I talked to him, I guess, like, a couple months ago or something like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, we still, man family man for life man like what he did opportunity he, he gave us man it's like priceless man I, I'm, I'm forever grateful for that you know what i'm saying that's what's up that's what's up you know what i'm saying and being around him and me working in a lot of retail stores downtown locker room i worked at major in georgetown with ducky i'm, I'm doing the street team so i'm learning so much about marketing and then i got him um that I, I, I was learning about marketing. That's that's what, uh you know, <clears throat> when I was working with Rocksmith, I actually got them in like five stores down here in the DMV. Mm. They was a company up in New York, and I got them in like five stores down here. Set Madness up with another uh, line called Durkle. Um, and it was like the first time, like, 
like madness shifted their cut of their clothes and made that transition from like mm. shout out to Eddie Van interview coming soon. No doubt. Yeah, no. yeah, my bad. I ain't mean it. Oh good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I used to live above the madness. You know yeah, man, Kenya Street. Exactly. Yeah, I heard that in one of uh, one of your songs, man. I, I I I didn't know that until I listened to one. I forgot what track it's on. You mentioned it a couple of times. So that's family, you know. Yeah. I, my family is 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 cool with his family. You know what I mean? Yeah. We used to be, uh, you know, I used to be over um, his mother's house mm -hmm. at all the cookouts. The cookouts was crazy. This is like late eighties type shit. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Oh, he's taking it be taking it back man so look you just mentioned you know we about to do a deep dive man and and and, and talk about this this super group what i consider a super group in my opinion man and you know what i'm talking about and the fans know what i'm talking about i'm talking about diamond district man again you are one third of uh the diamond district so talk about that man how did uh you Odyssey, why you? How did y'all come together, man? How did that all start? Um, uh, at the open mic, uh, Capital City Records on Union Eleventh Street. That's why I met, um, why you and Odyssey, and I was just going down there every single Friday night. You know what I'm saying? Like I was treating myself like a flyer. Right. You know what I'm saying? I was just continuous with it, and um, I started to build a crazy rapport. Everybody started getting to know me and. Uh, it was this contest Odyssey was judging, and um, I think I won the contest actually. And um, uh, that's why Odyssey was like, "Yeah, I'm trying to work with you." And um, why you was buzzing too? <coughs> and um, <coughs> we, uh, he said he wanted to form a group, and, that, and and he wanted to go on tour, and that's what we did. Mm. Uh, he, you know, uh, came up with all that. The rest and the rest and the rest is history. That's it. <laughs> so what was it like, man? You like you guys dropped two critically acclaimed projects, man. You know, uh, the in the rough in 2009, the March on Washington 2014. These are staples in DC hip hop. If you ask me, you yeah. cannot mention, uh, you know, cannot talk uh, DC hip hop history, DC hip hop, you know, classics without mentioning these two projects, man. So what was it like, man, putting those two uh putting those projects together, man. And man, it was, um, it was, it was a movement. It was a hell of a movement, man. I remember I met, uh, Suge Knight, um, it had his phone number, rap phone had his phone number after the Jay-Z, Mariah, Jay Blige concert. Cause they was on tour together. Yeah. Um, around the time he was recording that album and I was promoting and, um, I got, I snuck up in the, it was the MCI center at that time, snuck up in that joint. And um, end up seeing Jay Z and Murray J. Blige, but then I'm a, I'm a promoter, so we always got to catch the let out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I'm outside early trying to catch the let out, and I see Shook Mike walking by himself, Dolo. I'm like, the fuck is Shook Mike? <laughs> I want to phone him, man. I'm from the city, man. Like, you know, all of that, um, you know, I know a lot yeah. of shit. I know the myth, you know, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of myths about certain figures in in in, in the culture, man. You know, but we for the we, we one thing about us from the city, man. Like that shit don't really like, mm -hmm. like I gotta see it to believe it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, we hear niggas talk this and that and the third, but coming from here, yeah, we didn't 
Niggas have seen it a lot. You know, let's just put it that way. Yeah, it's a, lot, a lot. It's a lot of shit, <laughs> mates. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I ran up on him, and uh, everybody was running up on him. But I'm, I, I got his number, and uh, we was calling back and forth, and like trying to work out the situation. And, and as I was doing the verse for, um, I think it was in the rough, the song in the rough. Mm -hmm. Suge Knight called my phone, and it's the first time that I'm, where, you know, I'm reading out of my phone. I'm reading the lyrics out of my phone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now you got a phone call from shit. So shit, this is the first time should call you. Right. So I'm reading the lyrics yeah. out of my phone. Yeah. And Suge Knight called my phone. And I'm like, Odyssey. Look, because he was recording me. I'm like, look, it's Suge Knight. I put it on speakerphone. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey. Well, he was like, yeah, I was with my kids, man. Uh I was picking my kids up from school. You good though? You just want some check-in type shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's real shit, man. And um, he eventually like changed his number and shit. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. You it's know, like, yeah, but industry I was shit. Shug Knight for a minute. You know what I'm saying? How long? How long did that relationship last, though? You know what I'm saying? Um, it was like about four months and shit. Shit, that's a, that's that's. I mean, is there any things that any any like any jewels, any jewels that uh you know he he dropped on you? Anything with, with some no, of the things that like man, man, come out there, come out here. Come out, Cali. Fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? You ever get a chance to go out there and, and chop it up with him? I ain't do it. I ain't never get a chance to do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And he was like, come out here and fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. No doubt. Now, I know, like I said, man, you know, uh, Diamond District, man, guys kind of been like, Jai, like on a hiatus, man. And I know you get tired of this question. I know you get tired of this question. When are we getting another Diamond District project, man? The last one was March on Washington. Yeah. Then you had the March on Washington re redo, redux. What do you what do you call it? You know, but redux, yeah. And and like I said, man, you guys, you guys killed that shit, man. You guys killed it. And um, yeah, yeah, man. I got my I got my copy too. I'm gonna have to send uh my copies, man. Get an autograph, man. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. But, uh, you know, so hit me up with your your, your PO box info, man. But um, anyway, I know you get tired of this question, man. You know, but but talk about that, man. You know, when when you think we go get another project, man? Because the streets need that, man. Especially in twenty twenty one, man. That you know the culture has changed so much, not just in DC, man, but in uh you know abroad and in, in, in hip hop abroad, you know. Yeah, man. I mean, that's it's it's up to Odyssey, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, now, <laughs> you know, uh, my name is Jamal, and Jamal created XO and up yeah. up. So, yeah. created uh, Diamond District. You know what I'm saying? And he also, him as being a mayor, well, a mayor created Odyssey. You know what I'm saying? And the mayor created Diamond District as well. So it's like, out of the two things that he created, it's like he's maintaining, you know both of them you know what i mean right and, right and, and it has his own vision for how he wants to um uh present his creations to the world you know what i'm saying i just happen to be a part of his, uh, one of his creations you know what i'm saying and since he created it he is like the dictator of it you know what I'm <laughs> respectfully you know what yeah, I mean? like, yeah 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 that's all good i mean <laughs> I mean, everybody got to play a role, man. But I, one thing I love about you guys, man, you guys have all been able to carve out your own lanes, man. I, you know, you know, we, we, we get it. Odyssey is the face of the group. But 
and uh, in spite of that, man, you have been able to just keep pushing forward while you was doing his thing. But, um, you know, talk about how, you know, uh, how instrumental you guys have been as far as, you know, Odyssey success, man, you know, because he's very beloved in the hip hop community. But I personally feel that you guys played, you know, a, a significant role in that. And I think if you if, if you would ask Odyssey that I, I feel he would he would say the same thing. Because um, everybody knew him as a producer. So like when he formulated this group with like some of the hottest rappers from the city, yeah. he introduced himself to the world as a rap artist mm -hmm. and show everybody that he's nice. You know what I'm saying? And like me, me and the YU was like, what was the guys to like, you right. know, still sharp and still. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when he presented, he, and he had like a bunch of projects um, before, uh, uh, the Diamond District joint, yeah, because I remember he was with um DJ Jazzy Jeff. He right. did a joint. He did. He was on a, one of his joints from back in the day. But it is like I guess like the Kanye thing. Like no matter what you do, the people still want to acknowledge him as a producer. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like like how Kanye wanted to be a rapper, wanted to show the world, yo, look, man, I be rapping too, dog. I make right. beats rap too, dog. So it's like <clears throat> we was a part of the uh, uh, of that first impression of Odyssey jumping out there and really being. Mm -hmm as an artist you know what i'm saying no doubt so so like really that's what it was and his first album came out after diamond district mm. no i ain't gonna lie i'm mean, like i said you know when he came out back in like 2003 i wasn't hip to him i didn't really get hip to odyssey man until diamond district that's when i got hit to all you guys like i first yeah. because you was you was the one that was buzzing in the city yeah. so it was first me getting hip to you and through him and through you and Diamond, Diamond District is how I got hip to Odyssey. And it's like Odyssey was buzzing, but like more so like worldwide. You know what I'm saying? Like he was yeah. already born and all that shit back then and had plug, right. had a worldwide like rapport messing with uh, low budget crew and Kev Brown and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yo, shout out to Kev Brown. And as a producer, getting all type of placements and different relationships, he's uh, bringing into his network and growing his network just off being a producer alone. Me, I was in the streets and like everybody knew my face and uh, gave it like the 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 uh, some some I guess credibility to the representation. You know what I'm saying? Like if it, it, Odyssey is like the most popular, um, he's the face of the group. But it's like when it comes to the city. Everybody know me though. You know what I'm I saying? know you getting it. I'm gonna yeah. be like, oh, I seen him before. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Because I was out there in the nightlife and like messing with a whole yeah. crowd that like. You kind of helped stamp him in the city, you know, so to speak. Right. As far as like from a street element or from you know from a, a an urban right. element. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm the one in the go goes. I'm the one. Um, yeah. Can can grace the stage with the Wale's or whatever. The UCBs. So like the how the podcast is called bridging the gap or bridging generations. It's like mm. I'm I'm bridging. I'm a bridge. No doubt. I can be the bridge to have people in the streets know about Odyssey and why mm -hmm. you like that, and, and and it's like their bridge for me to have people in in uh, you know around the world that like subscribe to just real hip-hop way out in europe you know what I'm mm. saying? in america like we've shifted away from um being you know that type of of a connoisseur of like the of this potency of hip-hop or this mm. level of purity of hip-hop no doubt 
people around the world more so appreciate it more so than we do here. And that's the type of um, most of the fan base that was like, um, you know, like an Odyssey sound and the camp, right. that underground sound. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was different for me um, being a street guy and doing that type of music anyway. You know what I'm saying? It was like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah, we, you know, coming from here, a lot of artists, man, expect you to make this a certain type of hip hop, you know, because it is the 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 uh the negative connotation that it comes from being from DC and the things of that nature, man. So has it how how challenging has it been to be able to uh you know maintain your integrity as far as your art and you know, like balance that with all that's going on with the multiple changes, the different changes that's going on within hip hop and within the city. I say my biggest um, challenge with that was like when I was around Kenny Burns and it was like, all right, now he was a bridge for me being a street dude to the industry. You know what I'm right. saying? You know, a bunch of industry shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And now the bunch of the industry shit that I'm seeing um, is a, come out, a part of my music, you know what I'm saying? Um, right. And you can hear that in uh, like, um, I guess like, Monumental one one ten. I guess you can hear you can hear that a little bit of that. I guess especially around like one one ten. You know what I'm saying? But um, uh, and monumental too. Did you hear monumental? Too? Of course, man. I heard. Every, like I said, everything from two thousand nine up, man. Come on, man. Stop it. Stop it. Everything from two thousand nine on up, man. I'm, I'm I'm on it. You know, but that color did great. Yeah. Like, I ain't gonna lie, man. Like we've talked on the phone, and you we we was talking about your. I asked you about your your favorite projects. I'm not gonna lie, man. I think I ain't gonna lie, man. I, that's my favorite. You never heard the color gray because the the color gray was the mixtape that I put out before color day gray. Color color day gray. Ah, I probably don't. I probably heard it. Man. I just don't remember it. Oh, come on, man. I, I heard that. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I've heard that. Yes. This color day gray. Yeah. Color gray. That's like, I got to put that out too. That's what do you right. think? You think that's better than color day gray? I think it is. I ain't going to hold you. Uh, you should check it out. It's on my band camp though. You know what I'm saying? Like exclusively, you can only get it from my band camp. But, okay. Or uptownxo.com. Everybody can get it from uptownxo.com. Yeah. Yeah. And that's my band camp link see that's the thing man like when you have an artist like yourself man that have a lot of great music it's so much like there's really no duds man like there's no you know sometimes it gets blurred like as a listener yeah. you know sometimes because it's like certain artists they have a catalog and you can like oh this album was bad this album was bad this one was okay but it's like with you it's just top tier music so yeah. forgive me if I don't remember every single project. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because all this shit is like top quality music. And then you've been doing this thing, like I said, for 10 plus years. So um, nah, man, salute to you, brother. Like you, you I'm, I'm going to go back and listen to that because I'm not even going to lie. I'm, I'm not going to hold you. <clears throat> but that Color Did Gray, when that dropped, I was like, yo, I really like this project. This is a, this is a dope ass project. But when I hear it now, yeah. When I hear it now, I'm like, damn, this shit is fucking amazing. Then you gotta hear this. This joint right is amazing. <clears throat> so in the streets. That's one, that's uh one one ten. No, this is the takeover. That looked like the cover for one one ten, because you got one one. But you know, all my joints got this logo on it. Yeah, okay. That's all the, my 
got that logo on it. You know what I'm saying? That's the XO logo. Okay. You know what I'm saying? What's your, let me see the one one ten is the, the red one, right? One one ten. Um, I don't have a uh, 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 that's monumental. Monumental. Monumental was the red joint. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So that logo. And that's right? the first. That's the first culture over corporate. Yep. It's the first culture over corporate. But that. Okay. But that. So that's on all my on every album that I put out. That's on. Okay. So the color gray. Um. Uh, Cam, can I flip my camera around? I can't flip it. That color, hey man, I still fucks. I still think that color de gray is is. I got it. Like I said, man, I got I got to go back. I got to I got to go back and because I like I said, I've been going it back. I've been going back and listening to the catalog, but it's a, it's a lot of you. You dropped a lot of music. Uptownxo.com and yeah, all, you got a lot of music. It's the front page going to take you right to my band camp on Uptown, uh -huh. um, and y'all can hear all. All my albums, man. Look, I got like, man, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So I know Color the Great dropped in 2013. Yeah. Color the Color, uh, the Color Great dropped in like what 2012? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you know, and Monumental dropped in like I think like 2019, and one one ten one ten. That's I think that's that's 2010. Yeah. Yeah. So so. Look, let's fast forward, man. Let's pick. We gonna be all day talking about these projects, man. <laughs> so you just recently dropped uh, uh, culture over. Matter of fact, before we um, no, let's go. To, let's get into this. Let's get into this. Yeah. And you yeah. just recently dropped culture over corporate three, and yeah. you know this was like maybe two weeks ago, and it's entirely produced by Odyssey. Yeah. So you know. How long has this collab been in the works? Because I'm not even gonna lie. I had no idea, man, because I remember you talking about, I remember you talking with Peter Rosenberg about doing a, a joint project with Kev Brown, which I'm still waiting on. I'm, we still waiting on that one, but I put it this, out. this that was, huh? That, that was Culture Over Corporate Volume 2. Kev Brown produced <laughs> that entire one? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was, that was, that was Kev Brown joint right there. Oh man, I didn't know he produced the whole joint though. Yeah, he did every song. Then Drew Day produced volume one. Yeah, I know Drew Day produced the first one. And then Odyssey produced um volume three. Oh shit. he dropped the uh the culture of a corporate three. Yeah. Entirely produced by Odyssey. Yeah. And I asked you, you know, like how long has this project been big in the works? Because you also told me, you know, I was expecting that Kid Brown project, didn't realize that Kid Brand Produced the entire uh, part two. I know he did. I know he did some. I, I thought he did a couple of joints on there. So yeah, forgive me. I I ain't know he did the whole joint. Yeah, he did the whole joint. Yeah, you. I, no. I'm I'm looking crazy right now. So uh, apologize, man. <laughs> so look. Uh, um. So yeah. So anyway, how long have this been at work, man? Uh, you know this project, uh, the culture of Cobra Three. Man, since 2019. Mm hmm. Uh, as far as like strategizing it and um we recorded uh about three projects before we put out the first one like we did it like a clover line you know what i'm saying so it's like the, the odyssey joint been done yeah yeah brown joint been done you know what i'm saying and like the, the music keeps getting better and better and then the projects i got coming out all of them get better and better and better you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. um <clears throat> i just wanted to you know hit, hit the people with that slow rollout like that you know what i'm saying no, no, almost no, no, no. Yeah, 
Nah, because you, like I said, man, you know, one thing I love about you, man, like you've been able to be, be able to reinvent yourself, man. You know, yeah. being in the game as long as you've been. And when you dropped the culture, it, it was, I think it was five, six songs on the first one, maybe no, five or six. It was nine. On the first five. one, it was nine. On the first one, it was nine. On the second one, it was only five songs. Oh, there we go. It was like, exactly. And this one, you give us like, again, like nine, ten songs on this one. So yeah. I, I consider this one like a full length project. Yeah. But what I'm what I'm trying to say is, um, you know, like the slow roll. I love how you've been, been able to reinvent yourself and give us this nice this 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 uh, it's like another side of you, man. Because um, yeah. you know, a lot of artists, man, have not been able to stay relevant, and you've been able to do that, man. So do you ever feel like, man, like you competing with yourself, or like how how hard is that to make to be able to maintain that type of consistency, being in the game as long as you have been. Um, it's kind of hard, but uh, <clears throat> you just keep going, man, and, and you know, and keep creating and keep making music and shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and that's all it is. You know, that's all it is. So look, I, I, I once read that you said, uh, and and I quote, I once read in an article, um, you said, "I gotta tell the city story now that it's gone." So with that said, you know, like, have you relocated out of the area, and what do you think of the new? DC because we remember the old DC. Zay's on Florida Avenue and you right. know, I mean on Rhode Island Avenue and I'm you still, know I'm going back to the city at the high school, you know what I'm saying? So um I've been in the city and I ain't I don't plan on leaving. You know, I, I live like off, you know what I mean, like George Avenue and shit still in my town. So um I Talk about that quote, though. Talk about that quote, man. You said, I got to tell the city's story now that it's gone. So elaborate. I got to be the one to tell it because it's like the, the narrative and a lot of other artists' music is, is, is not preserving, like, the culture. Mm, talk about it. So it's like, I got to be the one to be able to preserve the culture because if I don't do it, then it's really going to be lost. You know what I'm saying? Mm. If you have uh, that, that, that point of reference, man. And there's other artists that's doing 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 what I'm doing too, like uh, my man Tim. Let the dirt say amen. Um, you know he 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 was championing the same the same thing I'm I was doing. You know what I mean the same uh, narrative. You know what I'm saying so. Yeah, I gotta tell a story, man. If I don't do it, ain't nobody else gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you for that, man. We need more um more artists like you from the city, man. And and shout out to every artist that's helped preserving that sound. That soul of DC, man, I feel that's just withering away, man. You know, and um, you know, it's it's, it's great to have artists like you that still, you know, carrying that that torch, man. So look, you we like I said over the phone, we mentioned about this uh this this last project that you released, and you said in your words, like this is your best project to date. I'm gonna go back and continue to go back and listen to the rest of it, but why do you feel like this is your best project? Because a lot of artists say that. I take I, I take that back, you know. Um, um, this is my best project right now. You know what I'm saying? Like it's my best project, definitely right now. Right. I put out some so, so much classic. That's shit. what I'm saying, man. Like yo, when you said that, I'm like, man, oh. like I'm lit. Like when I, you said that, I'm listening to your shit. Like I think I was listening to Calor de Grey and I think monumental, like real time. Like I'm literally listening to it. I'm listening to the music, and then I called you. Yeah, like <laughs> like that shit hit me different. And like again, you know, sometimes when you going through, when you at a certain place in your life, and a certain you know, music hits you differently. You know, based on whatever you're going through. 
And I guess at that time, to me, on a surface level, sonically, it sound good to me. Yeah. But now, as I'm 10 years older and I've been through more experiences and, you know, it just resonates like that shit. That's why I had to pick up the phone and call you like, brother, thank you for this masterpiece, man. Yeah. Like, I had to let you know, like, man, this shit hit different. It appreciated over time. It definitely did, man. Like stocks, man. Stocks and bonds, man. Definitely. So talk about that, man, being able to, you know, because a lot of artists, uh, you know, catalogs, it doesn't, um, you know, some some shit is, is dated. And you seem to have a sound, a particular sound, man, that's, that's timeless. So how important is that to you, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, I, it's very important. Actually, the project that me and Judah put out was timeless. That was the theme of that whole project, the Timeless EP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I want to put out Timeless music so that, um, you know, like the artists that I looked up to, like uh, man, Michael Jackson and James Brown, they got them Timeless records, man. Them drinks, come on. It's like, you know. Uh, well, shout out to my man, Mike, right here. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, man. <laughs> I got that same record. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, to do like those type of records, and then you, if you listen to the music that um that I'm making now on the new album, it's it's more like of those records that can be appreciated, like uh, the song Eman, which is faithful. Let's go, let's go, let's get into it. Man. Let's let's just get into it, man. So this culture of a corporate three, man. I'm not gonna lie, this shit is a is a. a I don't I don't like to throw this term loosely. I don't like to just throw it because everybody is throwing this term just, you know, any type of way today. But I'm not even gonna lie, this project, this this shit, this shit right here. Yeah. This project right here is 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 damn near is is a masterpiece, bro. This shit is a what they what they call an instant classic. Yeah, thank you, bro. So, so my favorite joints on here, I got Iman, yeah. I got the Great Debate, yeah. and then you know, of course, the closest thing to a Diamond District track is is the Fall. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Which you know, sample that DMX joint. So, prior yeah. to this joint, I mean, what was the last joint y'all? You like all you guys worked together on? You know what I'm saying? Um, man, uh. March on Washington. March on Washington. That's what I see. See. I was just about to say, we talking about what eight, seven years ago, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. So, so when I heard it, I'm like, oh shit, I got YU, you know, got my man, you know, Uptown and, and Odyssey, you know, on on the production. It would be nice if we had an Odyssey verse, but I, I'm good with that. Like, as long as I get you guys collaborating, a- we got it. We got to take it however we can get it. Exactly. <laughs> I could have like pressed the gas and made it a diamond district. Oh. I could have did it, but I because I, I, he, he gave you a verse. He got it, you know. He got a verse on uh, the um, which joint he got a why you did yeah, put a verse on the first on the first culture over corporate. Nah, no, Odyssey got a uh, no, he matter of fact, he does the chorus yeah, on the great debate. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so look, talk about um, like the inspiration behind those two songs, man, like the the, the great debate and the fog, man. Talk about you know, like uh. You know, working on those two pro- working on those two songs, man. I, I love, I love, I love the entire album, but those particular songs definitely stand out. Yeah, well, um, but the fog, uh, 
I just wanted to do something different. It was meant to be like a skit, but I wanted to like tell a story. And um also wanted to uh you know, I did it obviously before DMX died. Rest in peace, DMX. I was about to say, yes, it was uh oh man, the omen. That sample was the omen, right? Um, the snake, the rat, the yeah. cat, the dog. I think that's the omen. It is, yep, it is. And um, you know, I just wanted to pay homage in that way to 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 my to my man DMX. Yeah, rest in peace, DMX. Before he was dead, you know what I mean. So, you ever get a chance to meet X? I did. I met him outside the club and love. Yep, met DMX right outside the club, man. You know what I mean? Holy shit! And um, yeah, and uh, huh? The uh. <laughs> Uh, the hell was DMX doing out in love outside love, man? <laughs> was he he was performing? No, he was uh he came through like Mark Bonds and, and Taz brought him through the uh I guess it's like for for an appearance for like a walkthrough. Oh god. Let's get him perform at love, I don't think. But they uh, say X they say, they say X be everywhere, man. Yeah. He's he just pop he just showing pop up anywhere. He was out that joint looking for his pastor. He had the tour bus right there. The tour bus was like on the side little drain. Um, he was like, yo, where my pastor? I'm looking for my pastor. I'm passing on flies and shit. And I'm like, man, what's up, X? That's right <laughs> my pastor. Hey. Then this old dude walked up with, with faded black tea on. You know what I'm <laughs> Okay, his spiritual advisor. So look, let's let's keep it moving. So, you know, what do you think about this new DC man? You know, because I noticed you mentioned like that seems to be in a lot of themes in a lot of your music. So, you know, what do you think about the new DC, this new hip hop movement that we have here in the city? And who are you listening to right now in the city and in general? I know that's a loaded question. Yeah. So I can break, <laughs> you know, I can repeat it and give you like. Um, I, I, man, I'm, I'm accepting all the changes, man. I'm just grateful to be here. That's all I can say. You know what I'm saying? And I'm glad that I made it through the old DC because it was a very aggressive. Mm -hmm. and, you know what I'm saying? I feel like, yeah, you made it through that. You wanted the chosen ones. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Never looked at it like that. Yeah. So I'm appreciative of just being here to experience the changes. And, um, I'm listening, I'm listening to, uh, Uncle John, JG Riff. Some of the young guys. Shout out to Uncle John. Um, AB the Pro. Hey, he, definitely. He just came out with an album called Water with Love. Check that out. That's on. Mm. Hey, and now AB the Pro, he produced um, didn't he produce uh Color De, uh the Gray? Yep, half of one one ten. He produced all the monumental. You know yeah. yeah, shout out to him. He's he he's nice behind them boards, man. Yep, yep, yep. So the next albums that I have coming out is produced all by him too. They are they all finish okay okay we're just gonna roll them out you know what i'm saying no doubt so so look you know some some folks say man you know dc artists don't work together like a lot of you know other cities now you know which is unfortunate because we just we have i feel in my opinion we have some of the best talent in the world but you know what would you say to 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 those who who feel that way those who say that um <clears throat> you said folks that feel what way um, I said some artists, you know, some people say that DC artists, man, like we don't stick together, you know, like a lot of other cities, 
And I said, you know, that's unfortunate because I feel, in my opinion, we have some of the best artists in the city. So what would you say to those who feel that way and to those who, you know, who, who say that? Um, it seemed like the people that, that that say that come from like almost like the, because me, I used to run the open mic. So a lot of people that used to say that used to um, be like the last people at the open mic when nobody's there. You know what I'm saying? Be the last person on the list. And it's like, they be the ones champion. Don't rap and roll. Stay and see me perform. You know what I'm saying? And it's like most people is in there. It's other artists. So after the artists roll or perform, they out. You know what I'm saying? And I used to capitalize on that thinking like when the biggest crowd is in there, I'm trying to go early on the list. So I'm going to show up early. Right. But the people that showed up late, they end up performing late, and then they ended up saying, "I don't get no support." Mm. But they weren't fucking thinking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you gotta you gotta take control of your own you, you know your own destiny. So you that know? that comes from um, that. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't support each other. Like I I don't I don't understand that shit. Like if, niggas niggas always when I was hustling and moving, niggas supported it. Like you can't stop the nigga. He gonna be everywhere. Is lit at mm-hmm. unless you kill a nigga, you can't stop a nigga. So it's like you got to get with it. That's how it is with everybody that was on and lit. Like I was, it was me, Tabby, and Wale on the same stage at one point in time. You know what I'm saying? I remember that. And um, because I was a force to be reckoned with. You know what I'm saying? I didn't care how big Wale was getting. Oh, whoa, 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 time out. You said I was, no, still is. I definitely still, still am. But back then, when it's like I didn't have no uh. I don't have the heavy past. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I only a couple years in for real, for real as far as like mm-hmm. really my presence be known. But yeah. it was strong and dominant. It was like, whoa, let me move over and make mm-hmm. some room for this guy. And they still making room for me to this day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no doubt. No doubt. So look, you know, you got, you got like 15 plus years in the game, man. Yeah. And, um, you know, what continues to motivate you, continue to inspire you to, you know, to continue to give us this great music, man. Um, <clears throat> I just got some more on my chest. I had to get off, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, uh, yeah, I just got to keep it going. I got more more things that I wanted to do and more uh, of the story that I wanted to complete since I started it. You know, right. How was it going and what type of legacy am I going to leave behind? And when people look back at it, what was it about? You know what I'm saying? So and the ELU and the culture of a corporate, now they can define what, what, what was it about. Right. Before, I had, before I had those brand names attached to Uptown XO, it was just about Uptown XO. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now it was about something bigger. Because after I'm gone, um, the mentality that I promoted, uh, people still be using that mentality to empower each other. You know what I'm saying? Mm, so that's no the doubt. big. No doubt, no doubt. So who would you like to, you know, work with in the future? You know, who who's some of the guys that you, you know, that you, because you know, artists, man, you guys could be very, you know, like standoffish, man. Or a lot of artists, man, don't like to give flowers to other guys, man. But it's a <laughs> lot of it's a lot of dope MCs out here. So who's some of the guys that you would like to work with? Um. I get flowers to everybody. It's like I don't be looking at it like 
I want to work with nobody. I just want to make my music, man. You know what I mean? If you fuck with it, you fuck with it. And if we come together and the chemistry is right and the timing is right, right, they collab. You know what I'm saying? But I don't be going on my way to um, have somebody be a part of something. And right. I don't want to be a part of something. You know what I'm saying? I got my own thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if they rock with it, they rock with it. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 um, you are your own army, you know? Yeah, that's how I've been rolling. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that comes from me like living so many places and everywhere moves. I gotta like set a new impression. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got, I got make a new first impression everywhere I go, and it was strong, dominant, and you are gonna respect me and boom. You know what I'm saying? So gotcha, gotcha. I respect you, man. So look, what's next for Uptown XO, man? We about to go ahead and wrap this thing up. What's what's next for you? Any 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 new music? You know, I know you got the uh, you know, shows is open up, man. You know, merch. What we what we what we uh what we talking about? Um, new music, new merch. Um, I got the Go Go Olympics line coming. I got the Barnum alumni uh, shirts available right now, at cultureovercorporate.com, and everybody can check out uh the clothes I got on cultureovercorporate.com. I got some dope clothes on there. That's the last song on the project too. Bon- yep, Barnum. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. So um, I just want to like, you know, continue to show people how you can brand. It's like I, I took a, the title of a song on my album and made it into a T-shirt. You know what I'm saying? It's a movement. <clears throat> exactly. That's the way, that's the type of thinking. So it's like teaching, but in a subtle way. You know what I'm saying? Where did you get that from? Where did you get that mentality from? You know? Man, it's like. How did that come about? Because I'm pretty sure, you know, there, there, there has to be like a, a pivot in your in your life that you know with a light bulb just yeah. you know just uh, went on just clicked on that's man growth maturity trials and tribulations man that's what you know just sum it up in the short way you know what i mean like yeah like gotcha. you know we gotta uh you know I always gotta ask questions like that to to to, to artists man because artists like yourself man i really admire because you, I love guys like you who branch outside of just music because music ain't the thing that's you know you're not go you're not gonna be able to survive off me. Those days is over. Yeah, period. Those the, those days with streaming and people pirating your music and all that shit. So for guys like you to be able to still be here and give us this great music that's you know with great quality and 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 sonically you know that's 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 pleasing. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta salute you, man. You know, and finding new ways to stay relevant. So, you know, I gotta ask you guys that those questions, man, because you're more than just a, uh, you know, and a, a rapper per se. Appreciate that, man, for real. Yeah, yeah, and make sure um, everybody check out UptownXO.com and get some of this back catalog. That's on this joint seven albums <clears throat> that uh. That you ain't heard. Real Manic, Us vs. Them, Takeover 2, Timeless, The First Takeover, The Color Grade, and I got Full Pop, The Spook That Sat By The Booth. You know what I'm saying? No, that one, I, I haven't heard that one. <laughs> that one, all the other ones I, I've heard, but that one, nah, I missed that one. That's a mixtape? Like a mixtape joint dedication joint I did for like Tupac. I put it out on his birthday. Like yeah, that one, I don't know how that one skipped me. Uh, uh, yeah, I stand corrected. So look, anyway, brother, it's been a pleasure having you on, man. It's been a, uh, you know, this this has been 
long time in the making. Like I said, I reached out to the brother maybe four, four or five months ago. Yeah, <clears throat> a lot of shit, you know, you know, our brother's schedule is, man. But I'm glad we had an opportunity, man, to chop it up, man. And it was perfect know, timing. Yeah, perfect. everything's about timing, man. Get the people what they want. So yeah. thank yeah. you, brother. Keep doing your thing, man. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Man, make sure everybody go to cultureovercorporate.com, get the new album, get the new merch, and man, make sure y'all tune in, like, share, subscribe to the podcast, man. No doubt, no doubt. Well, look, man, keep doing your thing. We love you, bro. Hey, you have a good night, man. Take care, brother. Take care. All right.